Hey, it's Beth here. Episode 375. Okay. Yesterday I was reading the New York Times Sunday paper. That's the only day I get it. I usually spend four or five hours on it. I read every single page, except for, of course, business and things like that. But it had this most amazing article. Uh, my favorite section is the Sunday style section because it's great. And it has all these weddings and I love them. But this week, this mother in upstate New York um, had a beautiful daughter and an older son who had an amazing friend, best friend. Anyway, these, this daughter and this best friend finally meet at her younger son's high school graduation. She sees sparks. She holds on to it for a couple of months. Her daughter's making stupid mistakes. And finally, the boy's over at at the house with his with the brother she takes this best friend aside and she said you must date my daughter you must you have to he's like but 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 you know my friend but 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 you have to everything's gonna be fine everything's gonna work out you have got to date my daughter he has the daughter out the brother was like really cool about it. He said, look, she's going to have to do it with somebody. I'd rather it be my, my best friend. So I, you're a good guy. I'll never have to worry about her. They go on picture perfect relationship, picture perfect marriage. Mom was right. Mom gets credit for being right. I was like, oh my God, this is the greatest story right there in front of God and everybody. Everybody thinks mom. She was not intrusive. She didn't do anything wrong. She's not the mother-in-law from hell. She's the mother-in-law from heaven. I, I cried. When do, when do moms get credit for anything anymore? So I loved it, but then I went on and everything else was great. I'm, I'm going to do it this one week. It may not ever be like this again. So there was this other story. Okay. To find love in modern love, always a great section. Rub the bronze bulge. Okay, so this girl, she's got this boyfriend. It's not really working out very well. It's not there. Okay, they keep breaking up, getting back together, breaking up, getting back together. Okay, so she finally goes back to Europe to teach English to French people. She's 29. She's taken a job that really is for 19, 21-year-olds. She's desperate. She goes back. Her friend's there the first weekend. They go wandering in the Pierre Lachaise um, Cemetery. I know I'm pronouncing that wrong, but I did try. Sunny afternoon, they see a grave that looks familiar. They're eyeing the crypt, a statue of a man lying prone along the length of it. I think he's famous, she says to her friend. Probably. The friend looks it up. It's Victor Noir, pen name for Parisian journalist Yvonne Salmon. Saman, oh, Saman, who was shot by Napoleon Bonaparte's the third's cousin, Pierre. He was opposed to the French imperialism. Okay, fine, that doesn't matter. What matters is he was really famous for this. His grave is a huge deal in Paris. The artist who created the statue in repose managed to sneak a prominent bulge into the crotch of the statue's trousers, okay? In France, 
It is an underground, but everyone in France knows it, but you don't and I don't, fertility symbol. Any woman who kisses Victor's lips, rubs his bulge and shoes, and places a flower on the top of his hat will have a baby or find a husband within a year. Okay, this, this guy is shining. He's shining. Lips, bulge, toes. Everybody goes lips, bulge, toes. But this girl goes lips, toes, bulge. No, lips, bulge, toes. Do it correctly. And puts a flower on his hat. Within a year, she's found true love. Okay? So next time you're in Paris, you got to check out Pierre Lachaise's cemetery. If And I don't know if it works if you want to do it for someone else. But I don't see why you can't try. If you have a daughter and your older son doesn't have a best friend that's any good, you need to go to Paris and do this. So that was fun. Then there's a beautiful wedding of this the vow in the vows section, which is also great. Leah Haddad and Levi Duchman, they got married and he is in the Arab Emirates. He started this Jewish colony there and they had a big wedding. It went on all night long. I looked it up online. It really did look like fun. The best friends were Muslim and Jewish men dancing together, traditional dances, hugging, kissing right there in the United Arab Emirates. I'm like, okay, there's hope for the world. I'm really, really happy. Then there was this other one in search for the America's best mullet. The quarterback on our UT team, this guy named yours, yours, has a mullet. I was like, what is going on? Well, he's from South Park, which is at South Park, South Lake, which is outside Dallas. And in Dallas, they have this huge mullet contest. And it's right, it's for the best, the best haircut, the best pony, 17 speakers, big U.S. mullet championship. That's where this kid got it. I'm like, I thought he looked crazy, but now I see all these other guys doing it. And when you see 40 people doing something crazy, it seems less crazy. So I was worried about that guy. I'm not worried about that guy anymore. Here's my favorite. Okay, this is so cute. There is a contest in Alaska. It's the fattest bear contest. And it's just adorable. They actually look like Yogi Bear. And one of them who was in the running, his name was 747. I was pulling for him all the way. Okay, so they've got nicknames for them, like Chunk, Chubby, and Remarkably Fat. 747 was Remarkably Fat. Then they found this thing where these mother bears were having so much fun in this competition that these sisters, 909 and 910, they were both like up there for the, uh, uh, portliest female, um, their children were playing, very different ages of children, and one of the cubs stole a salmon fish from another cub, and rather than the, the mothers fighting to the death, they just laughed it off and had a good time. Tolerant. Bears are becoming more tolerant. This is so fantastic, and it could have something to do with this competition. Okay, here is a really good idea. It's a cure. This is the opinion section, okay? So great. A cure for the existential. I can never pronounce that word. Existential. Ex 
existential crisis of married motherhood. Okay, so this mother, she's got three little kids and a husband, right? She thinks her husband is another kid. She works all weekend. Everything is work for her. So what she did was she divorced her husband. He set up his own home. He takes care of the children half the time. He's turned into this incredible father. He cleans up his own house and he's doing homework with the kids. She's looking at him and she loves him. Now, I mean, I don't know if they're going to get back together, but she has weekends off every other weekend off and he's out there doing every single thing a dad should do. So she thinks that this might be a cure for, um, she wishes she hadn't divorced him and that they just tried a trial separation for about a year so we could figure out how to do the work. And he will because he wants the kids. He will do what he has to do is what she's saying. And she thinks a lot of other guys would do it too if they had to do it. And then she gets every other weekend off. And actually three and a half days off a week. She's getting her nails done. She's playing tennis. She's looking at her clean house every other weekend and just sitting there staring at it. So I don't know if this is a cure, but it's, it's better. I mean, if it, she said she hated him and now she doesn't hate him anymore. Um, I'm all for it, all for it. So then this one happened, which I just love this woman. Her name is Audrey Evans. I read the obituaries. They're always touching. She was born, this one kills me, 1925. She lived 2027. She was like 97, 98 years old. Okay. This woman is like an amazing doctor. Okay. She, she took care of, um, children with cancer. That's what she wanted to do with her whole life. But she realized that these families would come in from different cities, different towns, and they would be sleeping on the floor in the room. They didn't have the money for a hotel. So she, so this is what happened. She first, first thing she did is she knew that all these families needed comfort. So she put in, and I, I had finches. She put in a finch cage so the children could look at the finches. Finches have babies. They have eggs. They have babies. They teach the babies to fly. They're very busy. It is, it is a lovely thing to do. That's the first thing she did. Then she was trying to figure out how to get, how to get this, this Ronald McDonald house. So what she did was the Philadelphia Eagles football team delivered a check to support her department, which had the finches, um, that she developed. They thought that was a great idea. She said, listen, I have even a better idea, but I don't know where to get the money. So the Eagles agreed that their quarterback, Roman Gabriel would appear in television commercials and all the proceeds would go to starting the first Ronald McDonald franchise. She did this while she was working 80 hours a week with her kids with, with cancer. This woman is amazing. She can talk to quarterbacks and finches. It's amazing. So she got it done. And I have always wanted to do a McDonald's meal. And I've gotten really, really close three times. And lunches aren't hard. Lunches are a good way to get started. And I had it all planned. 
and I can get friends to do it because I was asked to do it. And then the woman had to back out for some reason, but I was all in. I'm going to do it in, in Audrey's name. I'm going to do it this year. So this is the other thing she did. She, she was doing research on the hardest neuroblastoma, which is a cancer that strikes children. It's horrible. It's horrible. It kills them all the time. And she was trying to figure out if they all actually needed the chemotherapy because it really does rack the brain. It can take your hearing away. It can do brain damage. I mean, she never, ever stopped. This woman is amazing. Up until her dying day, she never stopped believing in people, even quarterbacks on a Philadelphia football team. She saw the goodness in everyone. And she just went, she just went to town. She would not stop. And actually everything she wanted to do was easy, they say, because she has this lovely smile and just this belief that you're good and nobody can fight it. It's kind of like Mother Teresa's superpower. She had it. So that's my, that's my best story. And I'm going to do it this year. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go to to Ronald McDonald House. I'm going to sign up. You, have, you just have to look because I, I looked it up. I was just scared that I would do a bad job, but I know I won't because I'll bring food and I'll be nice just like her. I think people will see that I'm just trying to be nice, but I was afraid I'd do something stupid. I don't think you can when you try really hard to be good. Tomorrow, I'm going to visit my brother-in-law who's very sick and now he's in rehab. He just got into rehab. And I'm going to see him tomorrow. Kit and I are going. And I'm really nervous. And I've got like, oh my God, all digestive problems. My whole body's falling apart. I just, I just want to, I just want to be good. I just want, I'm going to give her name again. I just, I just want him to think the visit was nice. I just want to say the right things. And I want to do the right things. And I want to make him feel better. But, I'm just going to do the Audrey Evans shuffle. Okay. I'm just going to smile and be nice. Be myself. Just let what's in my heart show through my eyes. And I don't think I can fail at seeing my brother-in-law. And I think I'm going to bring this very big superpower to Ronald McDonald house. And I'm going to nail my first lunch. And then I'm going to work myself up to a dinner because these people actually need love. They do. They need, they need to see somebody smile at them. They need somebody to play, you know, candy land with their child while they sit down and eat a meal and relax for two seconds. I can do that. So Audrey Evans, she, she's got me going. She's got me going. The woman who started, oh, so this is another thing she said. She had a patient. This is when she started realizing that patients are not just what you read about in your file. So she had this little girl and this little girl asked if she could bring her pet rabbit to the hospital, to the appointment. And Audrey Evans changed all the rules in the hospital. She said to that little child, of course you can bring your bunny here. And she spent 24 hours changing the rules so she could bring her bunny there. It's the little things. 
And I'm sure it made all the difference in the world to that child, but it made a difference to Audrey because she realized that people are just not patients. They are family members. They are pet owners. They have favorite books and they have to bring that entire person with them to the appointment. And at Ronald McDonald's house, you can also drop off toys for Christmas, which I want to do. I'm going to do this all for Audrey. So Sunday Styles this week was great. Maybe next week will be, maybe it won't. I'm not going to make this a thing because a lot of weeks it's not a great mat. It's not great. There's nothing there. But this week it was all there. So just had to do it. And Audrey Evans, you're going to live on through me. So she brought me some sanity and a little something that I wanted to do that I, that I stopped before I did it. I've got a lot of those, but I'm going to take care of this one. I'm going to get it done. So try to stay sane and I'll try to stay sane and um, just wish me luck tomorrow. And I will be with my brother-in-law and I will be back. Thank you.